0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: the show. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, pop art painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I'm sure I'm glad you did. Hey, before we get started, I just want to apologize to people who tuned in last night, and I wasn't here. Um, I don't know what happened. I think, uh, I don't know, I, I, there was, I heard a bunch of sirens, um, and I think somebody up at the corner of the subdivision here ran into a pole or something because we lost power and were without power. Oh, a good three hours while they got it back going. Um, our whole uh, area here was. So that's why there was no show. We've rescheduled, if you tuned in last night, um, to uh, hear John 3. He's rescheduled for this coming Monday, you know, Monday. So, uh, you know, we were going to, for a second, um, reschedule him for uh, Tuesday, but then we realized that's Valentine's Day and, uh, you know, Although I think it'd be an awesome Valentine's Day gift. Hey, let's listen to a podcast together, dear. Um, I'm sure a lot of significant others probably didn't share that. So that's okay. We're doing it Monday. But today, today, oh, my gosh, I am so excited. We've got a fantastic filmmaker on uh, with us today. He co-wrote, directed one of uh, just a, a brilliant, brilliant documentary film, um, called the other fellow, and his name is Matthew uh, Bauer. Uh, hopefully, I'm saying that uh, correctly. Matthew, how are you?
2: I'm Hope very well, thank you. Me. Thank you very much. Have, I'm honest to be on Jamie Rocks, Pop Rocks Radio.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a mouthful. It's it's a mouthful. A
2: bit of, it is a mouthful.
1: Oh. oh, man. I am, you know, it's, it's interesting because I. Uh, we have a lot of filmmakers that, that come on the show and this and that promoting their projects. And, you know, and I'm not, as my wife would say, she's a little younger, uh, throwing shade at anybody, uh, but I've been doing it a long time. And I, uh, you know, I was surprised there's no zombies in your film. It's not a horror film. Uh, we get a lot of those, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But it's so exciting when something like this comes along, it's such a, uh, smart and funny um, and just cool idea. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, the name of the film is The Other Fellow. And Matthew, it's, it's you came up with this brilliant idea. Tell us how this Yeah, happened. I did.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, funnily enough, you say it's from a horror film, um, but we actually approached it somewhat like a horror film. Um, yes. Because, you, you know, I, I actually kind of do, and we, we looked at it the whole time as if it is like these men in my film uh, kind of are actually being almost like haunted by kind of a, a demonic presence, if you will, <laughs> which is through the James Bond film. Um, but yeah, but in answer to your question, yeah, I, I mean, I was always a James Bond fan. Uh, and then I attended uh, NYU Film School, which is in your country. Uh, and after that, I was kind of shopping around for my first feature, and I don't know, somehow it came to me. I was just one day like, I wonder what it was like to be James Bond. Um, so I jumped on Facebook, and I sent a message to a bunch of guys called James Bond saying, hey, I was just thinking maybe there's a movie in this. Um, and they wrote back to me with some pretty amazing responses. Um, and, of course, there were Aston Martin jokes, martini jokes and that kind of thing. But there was also stuff that was a lot deeper uh, and a lot more complex than I was really expecting. Um, and that's sort of where it all started off.
1: It's it's so interesting because it's, it's a question uh, I had never really considered, you know. And, yeah, there's got to be people out there Name James. I mean, there's eight billion people on the planet. You know, um, divided by two, that's four billion. That's a big pool of people. Um, you know, and, and and there's there's there just has to be statistically. It's it's amazing. Um, and you found these people with social. You know, it's interesting. We live in such a time where everybody dogs on social media, and I get it. You know, hey, I, I found out. You know, one of my aunts was a little racist. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't really surprised, but didn't want it confirmed. Um, yes, there is that aspect of social media. But at the same time, here it is. is—you You're connecting with, with people. And you, it was a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, like I mean funnily enough,
2: I, 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 I was actually I, – I, it's probably partly where it came from. I was part of a group on Facebook of all the Matthew Bowers. So it was a group oh, okay. of us, of all of us who had the same name. Uh, and it was one of those things you could only do once Facebook came around. It was early in Facebook, and all of us found each other and made a little group. And we'd talk about, like, you know, who's got mattbauer at gmail.com, y- you know, and just all those kind of basic kind of things, right. you know. Uh, right. And I think it sort of partly came from there. But, yeah, I mean, funnily enough, on Facebook, it was a little bit challenging, though, because you actually can't join James Bond – uh, sorry, Facebook as James Bond – um, it, oh. And I've tried this myself. It flags you. It, it says, "It says, oh, would you, you?" It says you're clearly trying to make a a fan page, a, and mm. you're like, "No, no, 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 no." My name actually is James Bond. So all of my characters on Facebook, and it took me a while to figure this out what was going on, but they're all called Bond James or James with three S's, or or no. James okay. and their middle name Bond. So you won't find any actual James Bonds on Facebook. Um, so so I went Amazing. through there and then. At, and then LinkedIn was actually really useful as well because LinkedIn kind of it's a bit more kind of accurate and you actually can join LinkedIn as James Bond. Uh, and so the kind of LinkedIn was kind of easy as well because often it would then show somebody's kind of workplace and a bit more information on them, which made it a bit easier to track down.
1: Ah, I see. I see. And then, folks, you know, uh, Matthew checked out the dark web and found all kinds of... No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. I know nothing about that. <laughs> Only what I've seen in YouTube videos. Um, <laughs> no, Facebook's a pain with um, with names. And I say this because for those who, uh, who know me and, and are friends with me on Facebook, they're like, James Ross. Who is that? James Ross yeah. was when I... Way back in, I don't know when it was, 2010 or whatever, when I signed it, I was a MySpace guy and I, I was, for, I held out for a minute. I, I was like, eh, Facebook's for nerds. Who's going to sign up for that? Here we are, you know, today. Um, and MySpace is gone. But when I was signing up, I, I mistyped by mistake and didn't realize yep. it. So it was already said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here we are. Yep. You, yeah. change no changes. No, a no, no. I'm like no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing
2: that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, and uh, I think I, even if your name's not James Bond, I think most people have some kind of experiences like what you're talking about with their name. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people sometimes you know you'll, you'll receive an email, uh, you, you know, to the to someone with the same name as you, but someone sent it to the wrong person. Um, I was speaking of a reporter the other day called James Sullivan, and then there's another mm. reporter who's also called James Sullivan. And so when someone reads something they've written that they don't like, they often send, like, the abusive complaint email to the wrong James Sullivan reporter. Um, you know, and I think that people kind of have these sort of things a lot. So we've been on a bit of a press tour, so we've heard a few of these. The, the, the other is that Anthony Albanese uh, recently became the Australian prime minister. And, of course, it turns out there's an Italian porn star also called Anthony uh. Albanese. <laughs> so now now the, the Prime Minister of Australia and the Italian porn star are now getting each other Uh, You okay. know, and so I, I think weirdly a lot of us kind of have these kind of things that happen, these kind of name confusions that happen with their name. I think obviously when your name is James Bond, there's a lot of other things that then get added into that mix.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, It's, it's interesting. I was just at a dinner party, I don't know, a few weeks ago, and... Um, I, I, we were talking about uh, homelessness, of all things, you know, just sparkling dinner conversations that one would have.
2: I know, I know. You, you have, a, have, a, have a few Chardonnays, and the conversation always turns
1: a get And serious. then it just, you know, yeah, the homeless topic comes up. No, but yes. I, I was talking to somebody, and I had I pointed out, I said, you know, I don't know how it is for women, um, but I know for men, it's very strange. Just, and I don't know if this is just an American thing or if this is a global thing. But your work really is part of your identity. It's The first thing you ask somebody when you meet them, well, what do you, or maybe the second thing, what do you do? You know, first thing, it would be their name. Um, Which brings me to your movie, you know. Uh, But it becomes part of your identity. And I think a big part of the homeless problem is they're missing that. You know, that's a lot of these guys don't have work. You know, they don't have that part of their identity. Yeah. With the the name James Bond, it's almost a similar thing because, you know, we live in a world of, of algorithms and, and everybody's trying to do a side hustle and, and do branding, um, which yep. is, you know, uh, the new word for marketing, I guess, self-marketing. And that's hard to do if I'm selling, you know, whatever, uh, biscuits, uh, you know, I'm a baker, I'm selling biscuits or something, and I want to yep. brand James Bond. Well, it's already done, you know, for... Yeah, many decades now. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, kicking no, water uphill. You know.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, it is it, it it is hard for these guys. I mean, I think what what I found interesting is that in terms of identity, it just it means that who they actually are gets completely buried. Do, do you know what I mean? As soon as they meet someone, they introduce themselves. That's all anyone can think about. And you know, if you have this every single day of your life. A, your actual identity gets completely, um, you know, swallowed up by it. But you get to the point when you're like, what is your actual identity? You know, at that point, you know, I mean, this name becomes so much a part of who these guys are that that you know, that, you know, they kind of say, oh God, you know, you know, people don't see the real me. And yet, at the same time. That name has formed the real them, if you know what I mean. So it's this real sort of right. patch 22. For them. And yes, it is very hard for one of them to... Actually, it's not very hard for one of them to name a business after them. They're, I actually found in my search quite a few... But we, I don't think we necessarily have any of the film, but I definitely found a James Bond dentist. Uh, and wow. he's somewhere in America. And he very much kind of trades on it. I think we found a James Bond private investigator somewhere. Um, You know, and so definitely some of these guys kind of do, you know, the the, the small business owners definitely really go for it.
1: Interesting. Can you imagine you're you're at a bar and you're chatting up a girl or a guy or whatever happens to be your your forte? Uh, No judgment for me, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, But you're at a bar, you're at a club, and, you know, you introduce yourself, and the other person will just invariably roll their eyes. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You know, that's got to be your yep. partner. Yep. Um, oh, man. One can only imagine. One can only imagine. So we were talking uh, before the, the show um, uh, off mic, as, as they say in the podcasting world. There's a, uh, a James Bond here in Florida where I'm at. Um, and uh, interesting enough, he is an LGBTQ plus um, person. That's different. He- you don't expect that
2: he is yeah no i mean so, so we i'm actually kind of in new york right now and so actually this james bond at the time he filmed him was living in new york um but he's actually okay. moved down to florida in recent years so for your florida listeners there is a james bond walking amongst you um but yeah but our one here in new york yes he's gay and i think to be fair in the film and it, it, he gets frustrated as well because he he either gets pigeonholed as James Bond, but he also specifically then gets pigeonholed as like the gay James Bond, you know, because that's everyone's question, of course, to him is, you know, oh my god, but you're gay, um, you know, and I think this film, you know, for better for or worse, he's definitely the gay James Bond of the film, um, and yeah, but I mean, we wanted to find people like that for this film. Obviously, it created the most kind of dramatic conflict if these people were what the world considers to be the opposite of James Bond. Um, you know, so we have a you know African-American man from Indiana in the film as well who, you know, deals with being a black James Bond. Um, and then definitely the one here in New York. Uh, yeah, we wanted a gay James Bond. And so he, you, you know, obviously just has to deal with especially the womanizing side of the James Bond right. character. I think for him is what comes out the most in people that make jokes at him um, and that sort of thing. But both from the world and from, you know, the homosexual community as well. Um, you know, but I think, you know, he very much says, and I do understand, is he's like, he's like, uh, you know, uh, I'm not James Bond, and then people are like, no, you're the gay James Bond, and he's like, well, no, I'm not really the gay James Bond either. I, I, I'm just me, you know, but then people go, well, well who actually are you? You, you know, and then it, it's very hard for him to sort of explain that without the James Bond thing, and so it is this very strange mental place that these guys occupy. Well,
1: it's, it's, it's fascinating to me. I have, I, I'm guilty of this in the fact that I have perpetuated um, the, the James Bond iconic uh, behavior, if you will. Uh, over yep. the years, I, I'm, I'm an old man now. I've owned many businesses. Um, I, and yep. and just, I remember um, one of those was a gallery when I lived in Southern California. And, you know, mm-hmm. I had all these young guys working for me and stuff. Um you know, you, you got to have some young guys around a in, in gallery because you're always moving walls and paintings and stuff around, you know, crazy yeah. things up. And, uh, you know, there's definitely some work there. But uh, not saying women can't do it. Don't send me emails, folks. Uh, whoever can do it, it's <laughs> worth it is um, working. But anyway, um, you know, if you hang out with a lot of, eh, you know, early 20s guys, uh, Bad behavior invariably will raise its head, you know. Um, yes. You know, and I, I'll remember in particular uh, probably one of the first times I was guilty of this is um, the guys were out having a cigarette and uh, pretty gal walks by and they start catcalling her. I caught them doing this, and I, you know, explained to them. I'm like, guys, that ain't cool, man. Don't be doing, you know, that ain't gonna yep. work. Number one, ever. And number two, you know, it just ain't the way to be. I'm like, if you want to impress people, ask yourself this question. What would James Bond do? And if you can be cool like that, you're in. You're never going to see him wolf whistle at a, at a gal, you know? You just yeah,
2: not. no, um, yeah.
1: And yeah, so no, here I, I am perpetuating this behavior of James Bond, you know, and Yeah, I'm guilty of it, man. I'm guilty. Yeah, no, I mean, I think
2: think kind of everyone does this. I mean, I think outside of... Obviously, this film is laser-focused on people who are named James Bond. But I think all men feel the pressure from the James Bond series in one way or another. I mean, James Bond sort of sums up our kind of very... Maybe not so much 21st century, but I would say 20th century version of kind of alpha male duty-free shop masculinity. Um, and we all feel that, I think, uh, as men, you know. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a gay man myself, and I grew up as a massive James Bond fan. And I think that was almost a somewhat confusing place for me to be. And definitely when I came out, the Bond thing came up a lot. People were like, but you're such a James Bond fan. You, you know what I mean? That really, that, there's something that seems right. kind of um, contradictory uh, about that. And, and yeah, I, I think that kind of, you know, even though this film... Obviously, when your name is James Bond, that kind of comparison between these men and James Bond on a constant basis is amplified to the nth degree because of the name connection. Um, But I think all men feel some kind of both, either self-criticism or criticism from others. You you know, when someone's saying to somebody, oh, God, you know, be a man, you know, be more like a man, they kind of are saying be a bit more like James Bond, Uh, uh, you know, know, in a lot of ways. And, you know, and, of course, most, most men are not... James Bond. You know, most men no. are, uh, should be allowed to be the person they actually are. Um, yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely. It's and it's it's true. And and you know, I, I this film made me analyze my my own things. I, I just made a post the other day. I just made a. I do a morning blog, and and you know, I paint a painting is my day job. That's what I do for a living. Is, is and I've done that a long yeah. time. Is, is paint people and things and whatnot. So my morning blog, uh, I can't even remember now who it was, but uh, it was somebody's birthday, and I said, hey, happy birthday today to this particular celebrity, and I poked a picture that I've painted of them. And um, uh, my my point with this was that it's stereotypes. Oh, I remember. It was was some band, and uh, I had wrote um, uh, that when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I mean, young, you know, early 20s and whatnot myself, a million years ago, that I used to go Uh to a lot of gay bars with my gay friends. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I I said they played the best music. They let us in. They wouldn't serve us alcohol, but they let us in. You know, we all had questionable IDs that this was a long time ago. And uh, I said one of the great things about gay clubs, at least back in the day, I found, is every gay guy knows a lot of women... And they usually go out dancing with them. So, yes,
2: yes. I've been used for this on multiple occasions. Yes, it
1: happens, you know, but if you go to a gay bar, I said, you have to realize any woman in a gay bar expects anybody in that bar, gay or not, to have their shit together. You know, you you got to be looking right. You got to be dressed nice and you got to have a couple bucks in your pocket and you have to be nice. You know, that that even if you're a bad guy, uh, you know, a bad boy, you, you've got to have it together. Um, like James Barr, <laughs> I posted this. Oh, God. And
2: yeah, yeah. No, I, absolutely. I don't think you'd have much luck, luck picking up an gay bar like, ah. if you're a bit of a schlub.
1: And now, folks, a couple of quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. this cool episode ad free if you're a vip member you can become one on my website www.jamierox.us
0: hey rockers this is stacy lane wilson author and editor of the rock and roll nightmares book series I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In season one, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few.
1: L B I O N dot com, Michelle dot com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out. Folks. I I gotta I <laughs> said I gotta get it together, man. You can't be this is bad. This yeah, is yeah, you got
2: you gotta, you gotta get your, you gotta get your James Bond on, Jamie. <laughs> I'm
1: telling you, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't make those posts and generalizations. there um, <laughs> we go again. <laughs> oh man. Well, what a great, what a great thing. And you know, it's, um, I don't know. I, I like you. I'm sure. I, I always thought James Bond was just. It's hard to be cooler than James Bond. You know. Um, but what
2: a lot yeah. of pressure to put on somebody. Yeah, no, it's, it's a lot for these guys. A, a big thing we wanted to do was find someone who had changed their name from James Bond. And it's actually quite rare because e- even though this film is about how it's hard for these guys, I asked most of them, you know, well, have you ever thought of changing your names? It's a natural question. All of them invariably said, like, absolutely not. Uh, you know, and I think for them it would maybe almost feel like giving in. Uh, in in one way or another. And I think there's also the fact that even though they're telling me how annoying it is, I think probably the fact most of them, most of them when they lost their virginity, the name James Bond was involved somewhere. You know, for many (laughs) people, it was alcohol. For them, it was their name. Um, And so I think there is a side of them which kind of is like, oh, but if I wasn't called James Bond, that thing wouldn't have happened to me. Um, but we did actually find one in London who had changed his name from James Bond. And actually, when he when he married his wife, he actually took her name rather than the other way around, um, kind of as a way to get out of the whole James Bond thing. And the funny thing with this guy, this guy in London, he is the most like James Bond of everyone in my film. He's a you know really good-looking 40-year-old white dude from London. And right. weirdly enough, I think he actually found that the most pressure and i wasn't expecting that because i said earlier i was like oh let's find the gay james bond the black james Bonds, because obviously that creates some drama but where it makes it easier for them is it's 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 clear that they're not james bond it's clear they're right. not james bond so so in in a way that sort of makes it easier for them whereas the the good-looking 40 year old white dude in london really kind of felt that pressure because he he, he kind of was a bit of a James Bond, but of course he wasn't because he was a real person. Um, and so he kind of found it the hardest at all. And yeah, yeah, he eventually sort of changed his name when he married his wife, which you know, it, it happens at these really personal moments. And I think some people would even regard that as a little bit kind of demasculating, if you know what I mean. Um, oh, doing that. and that, But again, that's the kind of situation this name puts you in as a man. It's a somewhat awkward place sometimes.
1: Oh, it's, it's 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 crazy, you know. I, I I remember being a kid and 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 you know back when I used to club a lot and go out and this and that and you know you it you're right you're right man if a British guy rolled into the scene you know <laughs> he became yeah. the alpha second only to and you're probably gonna laugh at this Matthew anybody with an Australian accent no no, no no I find that it's one them. of my favorite things about
2: Yes. It's one of my favorite things about your country. I live in London and, and London has the highest population of Australians outside of Australia. There is nothing special about my Australian accent uh, in London, but I come to your country and I say, oh, I'm an Australian based in London. And, and, and people were like, wow. They're, they're,
1: <laughs>
2: they really dig that over here. And I like that. I, it's quite nice. It's the one place where the accent's quite special.
1: Oh, uh, well, you know how the Americans are in the from the live and let die movie. You know, we we're all like that goofy sheriff. You know.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're that you're that you're that English secret agent from England. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, we 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 yeah. The, the, the Americans do kind of have a thing for a British, and it's probably could agree because of the James Bond films. I think because of the Royals, but I love Amer- Americans have this real thing for the Royals. I almost think they're kind of bigger in this country oh. than they are in K. Sometimes, you know. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's something I definitely, I, I enjoy when I come to your country. It's nice just to open your mouth and people kind of think you're something, uh, you know, which is kind of nice.
1: Oh, absolutely. And on top of that now, Matthew, you know, you've got a movie out. Oh my gosh. The emails are going to be, you know, everybody's going to want to be Matthew. If I was having a dinner party, I would want Matthew uh, Bauer there.
2: <laughs> oh, I I you know, got Matthew got there Instagram as well, but yes, no, 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 yes, yes. Well, the film is not out yet. The film is out. Uh, just just do a plug here, Jamie. The film is out next Friday, uh, in wow. theaters and selective theaters. Unfortunately, I do not believe Florida is a city that is being selected uh, for the no, theaters. it is it is, it is available on Apple TV, uh, iTunes, and Amazon, and you can pre-order it now uh, on Apple TV.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I am not in the film business, but I am definitely one of those annoying friends you would have, Matthew. That um, I'm the guy with the backyard theater, you know, and I make my friends watch movies with subtitles and stuff That's like that. Fantastic. And uh, Yeah, <laughs> I'm a big, I'm a big cinephile. <laughs> you know, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I'm um, get, I'm, I'm assuming they're always at the correct aspect ratio.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and. My friends are going to be bugging me
2: to uh, screen yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, tell them that. to buy it on Apple TV. <laughs> Absolutely,
1: that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> you, you guys all have Apple TV. You can watch it. There you go. And yeah, TV tell them buy it. On Apple. <laughs> don't,
2: don't all of you, all thirty of you, go around to Jamie's house and uh, and watch it in one go. I want, I want six dollars ninety nine out of all of your friends, Jamie. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, I, I will say while I'm on that topic, is this a live show, Jamie? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We're live, but
2: then we. Okay, well, yeah. If, if it's yeah, live, I, I will say the the film is actually 12.99 on Apple TV. However, today we are doing a flash sale uh, that is going to run until Sunday at midnight, where the film is only 6.99. Um, yeah, this is the part where, what? as a filmmaker, I get to feel like a used car salesman, Jamie.
1: Uh it's <laughs> oh, yes. six ninety nine till Sunday only. Apple T V. Oh my gosh, I feel like one of your producers now. I'm like, we can't we gotta make up sales. <laughs> We've got to... What a deal though. What a deal. Oh my gosh. What a
2: deal. What a deal. It's it's That's... it's worth it. I'd say the film might be worth twelve ninety nine, but it's definitely worth six ninety nine.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. You can't even go on and get a drink for that. You can't my wife can not even get a Starbucks for
2: that. you know. Do you know what they, always, I they, what they What I always hear on the radio these days Jay, is they always compare everything to the price of a coffee when, they, when they're trying to convince yeah. you to buy something now. it's always like less than the price of a coffee. Um, so yeah, they, <laughs> you have the other fellow. i yeah, have the other fellow this weekend for less than the price of a well an expensive New York coffee at least.
1: There you go. There you go. Or for our uh, UK listeners, less than a cup of tea. How about that? How about that? Less
2: than a cup of uh, less than a cup of tea. That's right. That's right. Definitely less uh, well, well, I don't know. I'd say it's worth more than a cup of tea.
1: I've never bought tea in England. I don't know. I don't
2: know. Yeah, yeah, I don't drink tea. I think I think it's quite shit. The, the creator of James Bond, Ian Fleming, uh, you know, who many people consider to be the quintessential British man, he hated tea. He was a coffee man. <laughs> he, he, famously said, he famously said that tea was muddy water.
1: <laughs> you know, to this day, I watched a, a few years ago. This is, I don't know, about three or four years ago. I was flipping through. I love documentaries, too. And I watched this documentary. I can't remember the name of it, but it was about the French Foreign Legion, and mm-hmm. I knew nothing about them other than they were tough guys, you know. And I'm watching mm-hmm. this, and it shows their, uh, their boot camp, their basic training, and their uh, instructor, their sergeant or whatever his rank was, or whatever they call him, um, the guys were drinking coffee. And all these, these recruits, I guess, uh, were putting sugar and cream in it. He's like, don't put sugar in it. Yep. It makes you weak. You've got to drink it black. And I'll tell you, mm-hmm. I am not in the French Foreign Legion, and I always put sugar in my coffee until I saw that and I haven't put oh, and, yeah, sugar. And in you my haven't
2: coffee done time. it since, yeah. I I, no. I, I put I, I put artificial sweetener in my coffee. I've got to that age where I carry it around in my handbag like my mother. Um but yes, yes. No no no, I, I, I do understand Yeah, yeah. maybe the French Foreign Legion have it right. Um you never know. Oh man,
1: it's it's so uh, I you know, and it's, it's weird, because your your film also really brings out, you know, and it calls into question, like you were saying, uh, uh, hallmarks of masculinity, and, and really how silly they are. You know, we're talking about a name, you know, but it isn't silly, and, you know, this is a big deal, you know, and, and, and people have to live with this. It's, um, even me, I am that way. I, to this day, I'll be out somewhere with my wife or whatever, and and... I'll see. One of the things that cracks me up is, is seeing guys that order like apple teenies or, you know, fruity drinks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And, and you think they're a bit I, of a fruity boy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying that. They might have a little sugar in their diet. Nothing wrong with that. But
2: yeah, I yeah. do take
1: note of it. You know, and I'm you, like, You do,
2: you do, I and you, you think you think that, you think they. Yeah, yeah, you 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 think they're sort of less of a man? No, we do, we do, and it's very James Bond. We judge men on their drink orders. Uh, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I always think the Negr- I always think the Negroni is a good half step. The Negroni is a really fruity looking, you know, pink Italian drink, but it's still very masculine. and I think that's always kind of mm-hmm. a good step. But no, but no, I I hadn't thought of that. But yes, yes, if if I heard a man ordering a, an apertini, I, I would think he's he's less than James Bond somehow. Um, you know, but vodka yeah, martinis absolutely. are rough. You'll you see in the movie... You'll see in the, really
1: she's,
2: she's you, about see cool in the movie... About yeah, you know? no, no, no. I I, I, I I once had about five in an evening and spent the rest of it oh. on, on, the, on the toilet. Um, But, but yeah, no, we, we have a James Bond in our film in Sweden who had actually changed his name and has changed himself into James Bond. Um, But really? he's actually quite smart about it. He doesn't smoke, and he also doesn't drink the vodka martinis. And I asked him why, and he said... He, he was like, I can't take the vodka martinis. Uh yeah, so he, he just sticks to Bollinger champagne instead, which is still uh, the champagne of James Bond, but no he yeah, finds the Volksmartinis a little strong.
1: That's absolutely true. I was thinking back, I've made this this comment many times. Um I grew up in Metro Detroit, uh you know, wow. working uh, automotive hard town, very rough town. Uh, at least I've, it I've, my I've time. heard. Yeah, yeah, a long time You know, it's it's a level above Beirut. Not much. <laughs> yes. No, I hear it's lovely now and changed a lot since, uh, you know, there's no burning cars or anything like there was when I was a kid. But anyway, yes. um, I always drank, uh, you know, when you're young and learning learning to go out and whatnot, I always drank hard liquor. I was never a beer guy, um, even mm-hmm. though I was surrounded by all these blue-collar people. It was, I'm like, beer's too expensive to get to me to where I want to be. <laughs> Yes, vodka does a much quicker job of that. And you know, it's interesting. Um, I, now that I'm old, there's no way I can I, I could never drink like I used to. Um, and you know, it's James Bond. I can't think of a James Bond film, and I'm pretty sure I've seen them all, um, where he drank wine. But I've made this statement many times in my life when I've been with people who are. Knowledgeable about wine, the wine people, and I'm like, man, I got to, yes. I got to be like James Bond and learn about wine. He could drink a glass of wine and tell you what hill the grapes came from. You know, I mean, he knows the stuff. Yes, I don't think he's ever drank a glass of wine <laughs> other than champagne.
2: Yeah, it's, it's Martini's. I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to check up on that one. I, there, there's definitely something in a Bond film where he makes some mention. I, I, there's, there's somewhere where he makes some mention about. Wine, but I think he's just talking about champagne. I think he talks about the, the correct temperature to serve champagne. Um, but yes, yeah, I feel that's some light. I think in Diamonds of Forever, I think he orders mm. some kind of French red wine and then the waiter gets something wrong about it, which is how he knows that it's mm. actually not a waiter but an assassin. So I think he uses the knowledge of the wine to figure something out, but I don't believe he actually is seen drinking the wine, probably because it might have broken some kind of contractual obligation to whoever the vodka sponsor of the film. Was, <laughs> um, uh, yes, know. but it's, no, it's, it's, it, is, it is generally that. I mean, I mean, I, 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 I'm personally, I'm a what you call a recovering alcoholic myself. Um, mm. and, and James Bond is considered to be an alcoholic, and I, I think actually, you know, the Bond film did actually have an influence on my drinking habits because I always saw that, you know, that that's what grown ups did, you know. But I, I think right. someone who's had problems with alcohol before, the, I will always say there's an honesty to vodka. Do, do, do you know what I mean? You, you have all these other mm. kind of, you know, especially these days, these mixed canned sugary drinks, which, you know, like right. Prohibition era cocktails are designed to hide, you know, the, the poison that is alcohol inside of them. But there is an honesty to vodka. I always think at least if someone's drinking vodka, uh, you know, straight down, it's like, well, you, you know, you, you, you're not trying to hide the fact that you're drinking alcohol right now you know that there, there's an honesty to that and so I think weirdly weirdly even though I don't enjoy them myself I think there is an honesty to the straight drink to the vodka martini uh you know at least at least at least that kind of is what it is if you know what I mean you know a, a French red wine is a, is a very well disguised version of the same drug um you know you know but I think I, I think there's an honesty to alcohol that does make
1: you vomit two hours later uh <laughs> www.jamieroxx.us
2: Metal Babe Mayhem. networking and more metal babe babe man is taking taking over the
0: world my love shack apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering that's www dot l o v e s h a c k a p o t h e c a r y as well as online on instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. From La Holla to Miami to London. www.merch.jamiroquai.us.
1: It's so drinking's weird because, like, like we're friends. Me and my wife are very good friends um, with this young uh, uh, girl couple, um, and you know they they've got their first apartment together, and it's it's very cool and. They, um, they have an absinthe bar. They discovered absinthe. And, uh, um, and it's interesting. Only one of them drinks it. The other's Mm. not a drinker at all, (laughs) but it's cool to have an absinthe bar, you know, with all I think because there's a lot of gadgets involved, you know, there's a lot of stuff. Um, Shut up
2: your bar, you know. <laughs> yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I've seen a few absinthe bars over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think it's, it's 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 a bit of a no. You you have those times in pop culture. I think when Moulin um, Rouge, the Baz Luhrmann film came out, that led to a bit of an <laughs> absinthe and, and, and they for a little bit, for, for, for a little bit there. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, everybody but, yeah. everybody
1: thought Van Gogh was so cool, you know, and it was the absinthe. that was no, he was insane. He wound up in an insane asylum.
2: <laughs> yeah, yes, I, I oh, think I yeah. think that there there, there, there there is a lot of what I believe to be nonsense out there, which likes to associate alcohol uh, with with creativity. Uh, you know what I mean? Of oh, I can only Absolutely. I can only create great things when I'm a few beers in. And I think I think people that love to drink and other alcoholics love to dwell on these stories about how oh Ernest Hemingway always got up in the morning and oh. had a scotch, and that's how no, he was able to write. I mean, mean, Ian Fleming, the creator of Jeff Bond, was a a massive drinker, you know. I mean, most of James Bond's drinking habits come from Fleming himself. Fleming died at age 56 of a heart attack. You you know what I mean? It's worth kind of pointing that part out. Um, You know what I mean? He he had a a two-pack-a-day smoking habit, which tends to originate from somebody's drinking habit um, as well, you know. And so, yes, it's great to go, oh, oh God, he he wrote these these wonderful words after a few straight drinks and everything. It's like, yes, it, it kills him as well. Um, yeah, uh, you know, absolutely. Yes, yeah.
1: And when you're twenty, fifty six seems like a million miles away. When you're fifty five, <laughs> not so far. You're like, no. Yeah.
2: No. Yes. Yes. Yeah. maybe time to pull back and have a, have a, have a few waters.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's a weird, you know, and it's a weird culture, and it it is drinking and and. You know, being cool, rolling up into the club, and everybody knows you, and, you know, definitely VIP room, um, which was interesting to me. I'm like, James Bond was was always too so well-known, and I'm like, that's the opposite of being a spy and stealthy. I guess he could be stealthy when he wanted to. He proved it time and time. Yeah, again. I, mean, I think man, that was Fleming's you know, idea with the name,
2: though. Yeah, I mean, Ian Fleming wanted a simple name for James Bond for that reason, you know. A, at the time, it was creative. Fleming says that, you know, heroes at the time were called things like Peregrine Carruthers and Bulldog Drummond, right. you know what I mean? Whereas Bond is right. a man who kind of is meant to be able to kind of like go unnoticed in a room. And so he wanted the name James Bond uh, because it felt like this very kind of unassuming, quite, and, and quite a forgettable name. Uh, as well and I right. think that's sort of how they somewhat get away with it in the Bond films you know I always love in the Bond films there's never like you know at the end of like some kind of action movies there's almost a sequence where, where the hero has his name in the newspaper and there's like a ticker tape parade for them uh, you know that never happens in the Bond films no. you know what I mean Bond, Bond's never on a mission and someone goes did I see you on CNN the other day you, you, you killed that billionaire magnate who tried to blow up the world with the satellite <laughs> So that's you, isn't it? That, that that doesn't happen in the Bond films. Um, and I think that, no. is that that idea that even though he's very well, James Bond is very well known in our world, but in the world of James that's Bond, he, he he isn't.
1: Yeah, that, that is not thats very true. Very true. Well, this is such a cool thing, and you know, you're you're very cool yourself. You're you're gonna be, you know, the the cool filmmaker. You know, it's 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 just. You are, yeah. you know. You've well, well I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, there are good
2: sides and bad sides. I've been making this film for a number of years, and this is my first film uh, since I finished film school, Jamie. And, okay. and you know, it took, an, it took a number of years to make. And and thankfully, the film is done now. So, yes, I can feel like a bit of a cool guy. But for years, I would go on, you know, a date with someone. And as you say, one of the first questions is, what do you do for a living? And someone said, what do you do for a living? And I'd say, oh, like, I'm a, I'm a filmmaker or a film director. And at first they'd be like, oh, wow. You know, it sounds a bit like, you know, you're a doctor or a lawyer or something. They'd be quite impressed. And they'd say, oh, have, have you got any films on Netflix? And I'd be like, no, I haven't got any films. And what about Amazon? And I'd be like, no, And no, no. they'd be like, have you actually made a film? And I'd be like, well, no, I haven't actually made a film. But but what I'm doing is traveling around the world interviewing men named James Bond. And then they'd be like, right, Okay. yeah cool you know what i mean like they're on a date with a crazy person and and i'm gonna say now that now the film actually exists and you can read about it on the internet and that kind of thing that's coming out in theaters um i i I can finally kind of tell people what i do for a living without a, a certain apprehension that that will be the response so to say um so yes yes i i get to feel like a cool filmmaker right now but unfortunately in the process of making a film you, you know, you, at, when you're making a film, you never really know if it's going to get finished. You know what I mean? You never really know if anyone's going right. to see it. You know, most films out the trust me, I've been on the film festival circuit. Most films, you know, you see on the film festival circuit don't actually get released. And most films don't even get into film festivals, you know. So it's, it's a very precarious yeah. place. When someone says they're a film wow. director, um, you know, you know they're, they're probably two steps away from bankruptcy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyone, so, so yes, there, there, there is there is a lot of a, a lot of a lot of time and work and and you know risk and potential failure uh, that, that that goes into reaching a moment where you actually are kind of coming out in cinemas. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's in the art world. It's the same thing, and, and it's weird because it, it's it's different in different countries. Um, here, mm. uh, you know, people ask, "What do you do?" And I say, oh, "I'm a painter," and they're like. Do you paint cars or houses? I'm like, it depends on how big the check is. I I can paint both. But if in, like, I remember the first time I ever went to Paris, um, and people, you know, you you meet people and they ask you the same thing. And you say that, and they do treat you like you're a doctor or something. And you're like, wow,
2: I'm not used to this.
1: In the States, people hide the film aware.
2: Yeah, you, you get a lot more you get a lot more respect for it in Paris. Yeah, yeah. Come, come to think of it, when I say that I'm a film director in France, it does go over quite well. And never really I, I thought it was my you know charm and good looks, Jamie. But yes, yeah, so they they might. They, they might actually kind of hear that I'm a filmmaker and kind of be like, "Oh wow, that, that's cool," and and not ask me more like Australian or American questions of trying to ascertain eh, how much money <laughs> you've made. <laughs> money. Right. Yes, yes, you're a filmmaker. About how much money have you made from it? Um, um, is, is often kind of the more underlying question that people have.
0: Oh, like, I yeah. think when
2: you're an artist, oh. sometimes you know, whether it's a filmmaker or whatever, there is often that implication of of. Is that your real job you know or or, or what, what's your date job you know what what do you do for what do you do for income
1: oh man, Matthew the guys asking you that question at the bar are too young for you you know what i mean you got, you gotta find' right. they're theyre
2: they're they' they're after the wrong things Shut i i'm I'm at the end of the long filmmaking journey if if you wanted if you wanted someone with money on the wrong place to go right now. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah. If I a you want someone's debt, that's what I say. I, I don't have
2: money, but I have debts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this will be a joke that we're going to revisit, ladies and gentlemen, in about 10 years, whilst Matthew is sitting, you know, lying in his infinity pool in Malibu. <laughs> Remember when?
2: <laughs> I hope, I hope. I, I I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I, I I I certainly hope so. If some if some of your viewers buy our six ninety nine slash sale, <laughs> they, that might help. <laughs> it might, <laughs> it might, it might help. It might help the situation. might help the situation. Help 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 the director pay off his debt.
1: One of the things, Matthew, I have to mention because I was just going to let people know that we have links up. Uh, the other fellow the other is the main website. And one of the things yes. I love about you, Matthew, I love it so much um, as, a, uh, as a podcaster and, and a graphics guy. Um, Matthew was able, folks, no matter what social media you're on, all you have to put in is the other fellow. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Do you know how rare that is, Matthew?
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. J- Jamie, you are the first person who's noticed, and it's something which I am very proud oh. of. And I'm very impressed that you've noticed that. Yes, we, I, I, I'm very anal. I mean, as a filmmaker, you have to be, but I'm a bit of a perfectionist. And, you, you know, when you see, like, some some company and their Twitter is, you, you know, like, has an underscore between their name but their, their Facebook doesn't or something. So it's a bit like, oh, God, they really screwed that one up. But I'll tell you, actually, when we started this project, we were able to get Instagram and Facebook slash the other fellow. Um, but there was some guy, he's like a poet or something, who made the other dot com and then had a matching twitter and I wrote oh. to him and i and I offered him two hundred and fifty dollars to give me the other dot com and the Twitter handle the other to which he agreed um and so then, <laughs> thankfully after that, we have the clean slate of social media handles, which you are the first person That's to know um that yes, is yeah, cheap. yeah yeah no. It is, it is, oh yeah, no, 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 no. it's good, and it just, it makes life much easier, you know, if you, have, if you have to go, oh, you need to go to Facebook slash the underscore, other, and then like for, for our Twitter, it's it's the other fellow, but with, you know, O spelled as a zero, it's it just, it's a take all day.
1: No, yeah, and you lose people, you lose people, people, it's hard enough to get them to leave social media to a website or whatnot. Um, but it, you, you've done very well with this. I'm yeah. Very- no,
2: I, I'm i I'm, I'm a, I'm a great believer that people are lazy. I, um, you know, I'm, I'm lazy. You know, you, you never want to ask people to do too many things. <laughs> you know My, what I mean? You, you want to, you want to make things kind of easy for an audience and easy for people. Yes. Yes. You don't want people to have to jump through, jump through too many hoops for these things.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you've got two great hashtags. Folks, when you're reviewing this film after you've seen it, after you spent the 6.99 uh, for the flash sale, uh, and get this fantastic film, the other fellow, um, when you're writing about it, be sure to hashtag the other fellow and also Bonds with an S, James Bonds. That's pretty clever. That's a pretty clever hashtag there, Matthew. I yeah, like thank that.
2: thank you, thank you, thank you. Our social media guy Mark came up with that one. I'll be sure to, uh, I'll be sure to, sure to let him know yes, you like it. Give him a cup of coffee, not a six-dollar cup of coffee,
1: but no. a cup, cup
2: of coffee nonetheless. <laughs> Mark, Mark gets the McDonald's coffee around here. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh man. So are, you're based in London then. So you're um, that's home. That is home
0: nice no. it's
2: where it's where we went to make this movie, uh yeah, oh. and kind of before I knew it, a lot of our crew a lot a lot of our crew is just from there, so I've ended up based in London. I think with any major city, I've been saying I'm going to leave London for a few years now, um but you know what it's like these cities have a way of uh getting their claws in you, um but yes, no, no very much, very much based in London. I'm currently in America promoting this film. Uh, which which is great, but we've just done our Swedish premiere, followed by our Serbian premiere, and now we're here for the USA uh, premiere, which is it's the life you always dream of, but I'm also quite looking forward to my own bed and a nap uh, when I get back to London.
1: Well, James Bond's one of those characters, no matter where you go in the world, I, I think you could talk to a Kalahari Bushman and he would have an understanding who James Bond was, you know? Um,
2: they, they do. It, it, one, one, of our char- one of our characters in the film is a, is a serving British army officer who, who at the time is, is working in Iraq. And he comments that mm. everyone here knows who James Bond is and then says some of them don't even have a TV. Mm. <laughs> you know, but, but that is it. Yeah, right. everyone, and the thing is, like, I remember when I first saw my first James Bond movie and I was, was 10 years old and mm-hmm. I saw James Bond and I wasn't like, oh wow this is something new to me i went to myself oh this is what james bond is because i'd mm. clearly heard the term james bond thrown about in the first 10 years of my life and it never clicked with what it actually was but i was when i first time. i was like oh that's james bond okay you know when you you know when you like finally you know i played a piece of music and someone says to you oh that's the rolling stones you're like oh that's the rolling stones Okay, I've actually right. heard that a million times before, but I didn't know it was them. And so I think, I think even if people don't have the most tacit awareness of James Bond, they're aware of James Bond almost as a verb, you know what I'm saying? I mean, she's kind of below deck, you know, the series about people that work on, on, on yachts. And people use James mm-hmm. Bond on that show all the time. Most episodes, there's a James Bond reference, and it's, and it's, it's being used as a verb, because in that way they are like, right. oh, this boat is very James Bond. Or if someone's dressed for dinner, they'll say, oh, you're looking very 007 this evening. I've been to a reporter in Croatia the other day who actually informed me that there is a word in Croatian which is Bondoski, and Bondoski actually means very James Bond in Croatian. Mm. Um, you know, and so so it is a word. It's a word which I mean people don't hear about James Bond. You know, most of your listeners, it's like when was the last time you actually watched Diamonds Are Forever? You know what I mean? It's not, you don't hear right. about James Bond because you're watching the James Bond movies. You hear about James Bond, and trust me, I, I, after meeting my characters, I've become much more attuned to it as well. And you actually, if you're just the standard consumer of media content out there in the world, you, you hear about James Bond often multiple times every day, um, and you realize just how kind of omnipresent this sort of character is in our world.
1: No, absolutely, absolutely. I, there's a whole VIP industry in the nightclub world. <laughs> you there, there
2: is. You're right. You're right. There, there's a there. So there is a whole kind of like tacky. There is. There's a tacky nightclub kind of world of, of all of this kind of thing. Yes, yes. There is a, kind of a club night kind of thing. There's a lot that are called 00 O Heaven. Uh, yeah, that's, that's always a good one. Or, or, or it's generally, sh- people love the pun rather than shaken, not stirred. They love to say shaken and stirred. You know, like that's right, what's something's like right. really gonna, when you're gonna have a really good timing to be shaken. and stirred. we've actually had for the film, we have so far, I'm, I'm collecting them. Um, so we've had one that said, Matthew Bowers, the other fellow will leave you shaken and stirred. And I was like, yes, I've collected my first chip. We are yet, we are yet to have, Matthew Bowers, the other fellow, will take you to double-O heaven. Um, but uh, I feel it will come at, at some point. And, and I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make it happen here. But, yes, I feel at some point um, my film will take someone to double-O heaven, yes.
1: You know, it's interesting. When I first got the press kit, I, um, you know, I, I went on YouTube, as I usually do, and put in Matthew Bauer, and one, some morning – um, you know, it was some. I think it was a morning show uh, interview with you about it, and the 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 news anchor um, who who was conducting the entertainment section of the show or whatever when who had yeah. you on your segment. You know, of, and it was so. It was. He's like, "Well, we have Bauer, Matthew Bauer, on." You know, and I'm like, oh, "Yes, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm getting like I'm that getting that a lot.
2: It happens. A bit. It happens about half the time." Uh, these days, and I always, I always sit there with, well, weirdly enough, it's a moment where I get to feel a little bit like what it's like for my James Bond, do you know what I mean? Mm. But I tend to sit there in that moment with a, with a, with a rather similar look, uh, on my face, uh, yes, at the time, because this is, it sounds like a funny documentary, but if you've seen the film, it's actually quite a serious film, especially in, in, in its back half. Um, yeah, but oh, right. certainly in the certainly in the promotion of it, yes, they're, they're, you do get these kind of James Bond uh, kind of things. I'm sure I will get a lot more of it uh, in and the it coming weeks. The yes, maybe it lets me know what it's like for my characters a, a little bit. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Maybe I, I get a little bit of it now. So yeah, maybe that's maybe that's karma.
1: Absolutely, oh, maybe you know perhaps, but it's interesting because you can almost take this idea and, and run it with other. Infamous or famous names, um, you know. I wonder how many Pablo Escobars
2: are wandering around. Yeah, I, know, I don't. I not know if it's you'd want Yeah, it, it's not something that I'm keen to explore personally. If Netflix wants to give me, you know, millions of dollars to produce it and someone else can direct it, um, they'd be my <laughs> guest. The thing is, this is that James Bond. The name carries a weight with it that other things don't. like right. right? everything we're talking about, everybody knows what James Bond drinks. Everyone knows what his catchphrase is. If we look at, say, Luke. Skywalker, right? What does Luke Skywalker drink? What, 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 um, what, what's Luke Skywalker's catchphrase? What do we really know about Luke Skywalker? Um, and, and, but, but with James Bond, it brings a lot of weight. With The, the Pablo Escobar, funnily enough, it's clearly you mentioned this, and this hasn't actually occurred to me in the making of this film, that there is a film called Pablo's, Pablo Escobar's Own Goal. Um, And I think it's about how there was a a soccer player whose name was actually Pablo Escobar, who scored an own goal at the World Cup. I'm sure some of your listeners are about to correct me on this, but scored an own goal at the World Cup. And then Pablo Escobar, the actual Pablo Escobar, killed the the soccer player called Pablo Escobar for for doing that. Um, Yeah, weirdly enough, I can't believe that's never occurred to me throughout making this film, but yeah, there there is that. There's actually a documentary about people named Adolf Hitler, and that I can understand because Adolf Hitler, for different reasons, brings a completely different weight upon someone who has that name. And it's also a name which does have, you know, for the wrong reasons, sure, but universal name recognition and also with an element of history – uh, in in the way that James Bond does, so those things I can understand. But but you know, like it, it, so, someone was like, oh, you should make a film about people called Lara Croft. And I'm like, well, mm. well, what are you going to get out of that? She has well, big of breasts, is, of she, she's big breasts and she what? And
1: she But she's not yeah, at that and, level. and she like
2: raids and she and she like raids tombs. But, but it doesn't right. give people as much to work with. When you say your name is James Bond, people have a mountain of material to work with to make, to make jokes at you. Um, you know, you, you, you don't have that same mountain of material with, with, with other things. And it, it's just a testament to how well the world actually knows, you know, this character.
1: It's interesting to me because when I first uh, got the press kit and started doing my research for the show and whatnot, I thought of my father-in-law. Now, my father-in-law is a cool dude. Don't get me wrong. Love my father-in-law. He's doesn't yeah. have the coolest job in the world. He's got a great job. He's a civil engineer. And he's a big shot in that world. And and he likes hanging out with other engineers types, you know,
2: Uh and once
1: a year they have a big ball where they rent out uh, the big fancy hotel and, you know, and it's, uh, you know, very pinky out and very high end and all this and that. And a couple of years ago, the theme was James Bond. And everybody, all these engineers dressed up in a tuck, you know, and their wives got dolled up and, that was everybody was drinking martinis.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That there's there's the nothing like a James Bond themed party. Um, you know, someone I know refers to it as office party Bond. You know, when you have the James Bond themed office party, and I've actually thought I, I I would actually love to do some kind of a TV series looking at kind of James Bond themed parties. There's something about a James Bond themed event that I always just find quite sort of fascinating. Um, yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think maybe it's something that is better left. I, I think if you're going to do a dress-up event for something, it's kind of better to do like a Star Wars cosplay or something like that because right. you're dressing up as aliens and kind of that kind of thing. You know, you know famously, there, there was there – was, I, I know this I used to be a member of the, the James Bond fan club, and they, they profiled this event, and it was a James Bond fan cruise, you know, and it was like three oh. nights on a cruise. And this 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 article reviewed it rather negatively. I think they called it James Bond's Nadir, but they described it as just a bunch of overweight, balding men in badly fitting tuxedos. uh oh, man! Uh, you, you know, and and, and but I, I can sort of see that there's something about yeah, asking a bunch of men to dress up as James Bond and their wives to dress up as Bond girls. You're 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 you you're, you're gonna look a bit funny, if <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, uh, you Absolutely. know, it, 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 yeah, yeah, because because yeah, there's such glamour associated with that. That um, you know, your your you know, your office supply company in the middle of Idaho might might not quite be able to kind of you know generate the right. same kind of glamour. Of course, of course, it, yeah. it it's, it's that that may be the fun of it, though. You know,
1: um, right? Yeah, right. yeah. Well, it's, it's you know, it's, and it's in all. I remember when they caught, um, they found Saddam Hussein in that hole, and the, I don't know if it's true or not, but I, the news said it that, that the British guys who found him in the hole out in the desert somewhere, uh, you know, they're like James Bond says hi, you <laughs> whatever. That was first. Thing they yeah, said.
2: is that what they said? James Bond says hi. Interesting. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I don't I don't no. No. You yeah yeah you never you never know when it's gonna you never know when it's gonna come out um i'm probably gonna have to jump off at the hour jamie yeah absolutely absolutely.
1: my lights blinking at me you're fascinating to talk to matthew thank you no worries no i I enjoyed
2: that it's it's fun doing a more kind of laid-back radio show sometimes It it was great talking to you actually
1: absolutely and i can't wait to see your next film no matter what it is because this was so good
2: I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a film about people called Jamie Rocks.
1: <laughs> they will be like one. I've got it.
2: I've got to, I've had the light bulb moment in the, in, the, in the past hour. Oh man. Um,
1: <laughs> as long as he's not a better painter than me, <laughs> it'll, be yeah. it'll be fine.
2: It'll
1: be. These are the things that will keep me up at night.
2: Can we call yeah. it, we're gonna call it. The, oh. the, we're gonna call it the the other Jamie Rocks. The other the <laughs> other Rocks.
1: The other rock on the rock. Oh man! uh, Oh man! How funny! That's what we should have called the show. Anyway, anyway.
2: The other the other fellow too on the rock. There
1: we go! I'm telling you, like the old Neil Diamond song. Oh man! How funny! How funny! Well, thank you so much, and. Keep doing what you're doing, Matthew. You're very, very
2: good at it. You know, seriously. Sorry, th- thank, thank, thank you very much. Um, yeah, and I hope he- people enjoy the film. As I say, for, for one more time, it's available on Apple TV for six ninety nine dollars until this Sunday night when it goes back to the regular price of twelve ninety nine. Um. Yeah, I that's quite right, enjoy Jeff, it. I've never, had to, right. I've never had to do this before, Jamie, but there's part of me which rather enjoys the slight used car sales um, an intonation of our distributed current flash sale that I quite enjoy. So, six ninety nine.
1: He's gonna start wearing polyester, no, I'm, I'm kidding, folks. I'm kidding. He'll I know, always. I know,
2: I know I know, I know, I know. I need a big inflatable man waving his arms out the front of my hotel room here.
1: <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time I've had a gay filmmaker friend say that, no, I'm, I'm teasing.
2: I know, that. I, know teasing. I know, I know. It's, it's, it's our <laughs> answer to do everything. All right, Jamie, thank you very much for having me on. Um, yeah, it was a great pleasure.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Have a good one. Thank you so much.
2: Thanks a lot, Jamie. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. And, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us today. That was Matthew Bauer, co-writer, director, The Other, Other Fellow. The Other Fellow. It's a fantastic film, and you can get it for six ninety nine right now. Flash, flash, deal on Apple TV. That is a good deal, actually. Um, it drops February 17th. And um, what a great Valentine's Day gift. Um, If you have a James Bond uh, or just a documentary, uh, you know, a person on your, uh, you know, that you need to get something unique for Valentine's Day. Well, hey, we got you, man. We got you right there. Um, And that's on Apple TV. Theotherfellow.com is the main website. And if you go to any social media and put in The Other Fellow, it all will get you to their pages. If you dig something, folks, like and share we live in an algorithm world and chances are if you dig something your friends are going to dig it too because common interests and you know all of that um, your friends are as cool as you you know i would hope uh anyway maybe not as cool but they're up there they're close to it they're close to it maybe you're a james bond for them who knows who knows hey that's going to wrap it up for us today we will be back tomorrow Um, Friday, we've got a great uh, singer-songwriter, Jen Ash, coming on tomorrow, Um, one of my favorite people. She's got a new single that's dropping, and I just really, really, every time I hear a new song from Jen Ash, I'm like, man, she just rolls out of bed in the morning and likes a hit song. It's amazing. It's amazing. So we'll be talking to her tomorrow. This episode, of course, will be converted to a podcast. We're going to push it out on all of our social media and on all the podcasting platforms. We're on them all. We're on over 700 of them. So wherever you stream or download podcasts and whatnot, hey! And if you go to just, uh, I I had a little sticky note here that's I'm supposed to uh, reminding me to tell you all. Um, If you like to embed podcasts on your webpage for whatever reason or whatever, or something I don't know, like to do, we have the HTML embed code on the main podcasting page. You can always embed any of our podcasts and a cool little player thing pops up and it's all, you know, it's all very futuristic and very modern and and maybe perhaps even postmodern. But it's very, very cool. It's very James Bond. (laughs) So there you go. There you go. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, and we will see you next time. Have a good one. Bye. (laughs) Bye.
0: Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto.
1: Hey, de Harry Hicks, de Svea, Okneel, es Matil Pop Rocks Radio. Med Jamie Rocks.
0: Log Talk Radio.